0: Another episode of Four Women in a Hotel Room! I'm Heidi McDonald, editor-in-chief of The Beat at
1: ComicsBeat.com. I'm Bridget Elverson, contributing editor at ICV2 and a writer for School Library Journal and Publishers Weekly and Smash Pages and the editor of the Good Comics for Kids blog at School Library Journal.
2: I'm Meg Lemke, I'm the graphic novel and comics reviews editor at Publishers Weekly where I also handle features uh, in print on comics. And separately, I'm the editor in chief of Mother Magazine, which is an alternative parenting zine, which long ago had an your num. Oh really? Right. And t- oh. celebrating its tenth
1: anniversary.
2: 10,
1: exactly. This Woo. is what super- I'm Debao I write for Publishers Weekly, um, The Comic Beat and
0: mm, Manga-splaining. Manga-splaining. I'm one
1: quarter of the manga's splaining Podcast <laughs> and manga's Plating Extra. I'm also I guess a manga editor now. Yes Yay. you
0: are. Yes you are. So we are, so Deb, Bridget and I are here at the Marriott. We are at San Diego Comic Con, day three. Three, Uh, we're joined, luckily Meg is joining us, uh, for for our women in the hotel room. We're eating snacks, we're drinking coffee, uh, and talking about, this is the first time we've sat down to talk about what we've been doing. So yeah, this is our first podcast. So guess what, so what do we think? First question, what do we think of the Comic Con without movies? Definitely
1: the absence is notable, even when you come up to the convention center, like there's all, it's always surrounded by activations, the walking dead obstacle course. And last year there was like Sandman sandcastles. Oh right, yeah. You know, sometimes there's big balloons like the Powerpuff Girls. Nothing. There's, nothing get, there's like
0: two or three small there's things. There's nothing across the tracks. There's, well, there's a couple things, but yeah.
1: There's There are people sleeping out on tents on the lawn, but there's no line of people. Used to be You'd walk down the marina, and there, like everybody was camping
0: out along the marina. To go, go to, hall, to go to Hall 8. To go to Hall 8. You know, you yes. guys, when we were walking home from the Eisners last night at about 3 a.m., there was a few people camped out in front of the conventions, like maybe literally seven people. And I was like, what are you camped out for? And they're like, signings and... And toys, and I was like, "Oh, signings! Who I said comics artists?" Aww. Aww. <laughs> comics come Aww. to Comic Con. Yeah. What do you think, Deb? What do What do you think of the Comic Con without without Hall H? It's a little weird,
1: isn't it? It's so quiet. I mean, and quiet in the sense that, um, like, I walked across the parking lot to go to our breakfast favorite breakfast place. I thought, "Wait a minute, something's usually here," <laughs> and yes. it's usually like a big Amazon Prime like uh jack tom Clancy type thing. Well Amazon
0: has no no Amazon prom has nothing going on. Here, yeah, they right? do. They have this the lanyards. They're Oh no, the they, they do the lanyards and and the boys they are. But uh, but usually they have that giant the parking lot there by by First Avenue where they and usually Amazon has a huge activation there. And remember they had the Jack Reacher thing Yeah, and, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, but nothing. Yeah, it's like helicopters it's just people parking yeah. there now, so
1: basically what we like and I walk by the uh, When I walked from the library to the convention center, what is an activation is they'll have like
0: cardboard cutouts, mm-hmm. you know, and like, you know, maybe it would be a car that you can pose in front of, but there are no, oh, n- nobody. And, no and there's pack. no Walking Dead right in front of the gas lamp, Hilton. Right. There's always Walking wow. Dead because we've stayed there. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, crazy. it's crazy.
1: But so- apparently, what says, what it's turned into is the exhibit hall is packed. It's yes. Absolutely packed.
2: I was going to say, this is my first ever San Diego Comic Con. I know. You're welcome. It's bananas. I mean, it's sort of hiding that fact because, you know, you're always trying to like, pretend you've done everything, or, you know. <laughs> um, but I've been in the industry for a long time, you know, it's just, for whatever reason, I haven't come out with plenty of Comic-Cons, just not the San Diego mm-hmm. one. It seems plenty busy to me. I mean, yeah. it definitely seems like a Comic-Con. And I, I keep joking that, like, I brought the book luck, you mm-hmm. know, like, not yeah, that I won. Yeah. Very, very pro-strike, honestly, but yes. I... Um, you know, I feel like there is a focus on books. You see a lot of people discovering books. If they're coming into the floor, then they're there for all of that work and effort and investment the publishers made in bringing books. Yeah.
0: Well, I would be interested to hear any conversations that we've had. As I said, it's Saturday morning. We, we had the Eisners last night, which hopefully we'll be able to talk about. Um, and But just conversations that we're having with publishers mm-hmm. as to how they're doing. I've heard anecdotally from uh, some of the bigger comics publishers that sales are just, gangbusters yeah, absolutely wow. record sales yeah really yes. yeah even little ones so um, I mean
2: Ehrlich at Silver Sprocket which is a very small super indie mm. publisher it's interesting that they get a booth here just on mm. on his face um, I saw them the first night a preview night and these numbers are probably not correct because they're very off top of his head and he also couldn't tell me how long the press has been around but um, even though he founded it but he said they made like $1,200 and they usually made $300. I mean, he was just like literally four times the amount Yeah, yeah. Time. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure, but.
2: Well, preview
1: night, I thought that, I thought
2: the hall was really crowded and I thought
1: that because I had trouble getting from point A to point B. But now, other it. people have said to me, no, it seemed kind of quiet. And I think that may be a localized effect. Mm. You know, to some extent, the way that the hall is organized, there's like Artist Alley, there's an area where all the like Funko Pops and stuff is. There's the big publishers, there's the small publishers, you know, there's the guys with the giant long boxes of comics, the dealers. So it is is a localized thing, so maybe if I'd been in a different
0: part, but I was kind of in the center where the comics publishers are, and it was mobbed. Yeah, and the first day on Thursday morning when I got to the convention center and I went to Artist Alley, which normally is... Pretty sparse, you mm-hmm. know? Cause it's
2: been it, it was, busy.
0: yeah, it was like New York Comic Con levels. It was like, you know how in New York Comic Con there's always yeah. complaints mm-hmm. about Artist Alley, how crowded it is, and you can't get down the hall? Right. It was like that. It was.
2: It was, it was like an a, extremely irked dude trying to keep people who were lining up for the Funko Village from crowding the Artist Alley because there were a
0: lot of people. It was yeah. very, very funny. I don't know if he just took that on himself. <laughs> <laughs> he something like, like a vigilante. So, so Meg, I want to ask you a couple things though. It's the first timer. Okay. I really wanted yeah. to have you on because you're obviously, you're in the thick of things. So what do you think was the thing you thought about the con that when you got here, you were like, oh, that, I was wrong. Or, I didn't expect that.
2: I mean, honestly, I didn't expect the palm trees forgot about their existence. <laughs> it's very beautiful. They yeah, feel like they pretend. Is. Um, You know, I mean, I'm coming from the thick of it in New York City, and it is nice to be in, like, suddenly Southern California. Like, it's very lovely. The views are really pretty. Because, to me, the inside does feel like New York Comic Con. Yeah. Everyone I say this to is like, no, you don't understand. There's a different layout. And it's like, I truly do no what you're talking about. It is definitely a Comic Con. But... But then you get to look up, you look up, and you see these vistas, and it's gorgeous. And I actually really appreciate that, and I appreciate the way that, like, rises your mind. Um, People told me that the eyes would be really long, that I should, like, brace myself, and boring. I absolutely loved it. I was losing my mind. Wow. I, it, um, oh, I, was just, <laughs> I was like the one in the back, like <laughs> trilling, like, like <laughs>
0: freaking out the whole time.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> I felt very team comics. And um, I don't know, there's just like a lot of love. I think it's important for,
0: uh, you know, small parts of the industries to get together and celebrate their own. Yeah. Well, there was a great, I mean, you know, I, I people, the eyesers were a lot shorter last night. Two and a half. Hours. Well, yeah, let's let's just yeah, blink that of it. Let's yeah, let's again <laughs> just
1: blasted and breezed on by. And, <laughs> and also, they also seemed to go by faster because honestly, they were better. Like mm. the banter was better. You yeah. often get these z actors who do these really cringe things, mm. and, just that, and they're
0: all on strike, so
2: they weren't here. they strike, they weren't awesome. awesome. <laughs> You know. I also okay, so I was tweeting about how I was like. The John Rivers of the Eisner's because I was <laughs> checking out all the outfits. And actually in a positive way, I wasn't like, there wasn't a lot of snark. And someone wrote back like, isn't it all like the flops and shorts? And you know, it's, this is facile, but it's a lot more women in the industry, mm. right? So whoever's remembering the 10 years ago they went, isn't aware of the women who are not just creators but, but also editors grace the stage like Charlotte yeah. um, Greenbaum was knocking
0: it out. Yeah. That, that okay. yeah, and Kiara. Kiara was, Kiara, was oh my like God, she, she was wearing a Barbie pink dress. Yeah, yeah she, was she, she was stunning. And she looked like a princess. Yeah, I thought. And, and again, Kiara Valdez from you the, yes, Kiara Valdez, she was, who just, I was so sitting funny. at her
1: table and she won. And well, she didn't win. Her author won. Frizzy won.
0: She got up to
2: accept. Yeah, and
1: she was. I mean, she's she's delightful. was one of
2: First ones announced too. Yeah, I I thought that that was going to win, but you never know. And so, and that is, uh, we were talking to her. That was the first time one of her books had been nominated for an ISR and I think it was one of the very first books she's acquired. Not not entirely, but she's she's been around like five years, years. Yeah, Yeah. Um, a big. a
1: she deal. also acquired Himawari House like she has a good record she has a very
0: good record yes. absolutely I yes. mean and so she's, one of the she's first a, a copy you know just, you guys yeah. there was some real star power on stage among the editors last night like Kiara like yes. Charlotte Greenbaum at Abrams yeah she, she fish look is, yeah she was she was up there to accept a couple of awards well I mean the editors were on stage yeah. because so many yeah. people weren't here what for the, one yeah, and, her and I have to say to me that is kind of the letdown of the Eisners is so few of the okay, winners I really I mean, I wanted
2: to hear
1: Chip Zdarsky give. I
2: know, <laughs> I know, what about hot chip, he's so funny. Oh, I just have to give it a shout out that I love that Peggy's dress had so much visual interest because she, we knew she was going to be up there a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Peggy <laughs> listens to this podcast re- religiously. So hey Peggy, you looked great up yeah, there. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you and you had great, and you had great, um, uh, you great. were up there to, except for, for Kate and for Ducks and. Good things to yeah, say. Yeah, we yeah. you were up there. It was well, well received. So, um, so, but at the very end of the night, there was some... All of a sudden, it became political just for the last two awards. What happened? Uh, Well, Flung
1: Out of Space, the biography of Patricia Highsmith, very deservedly won one of the best graphic novel awards. And if you haven't read it, Flung Out of Space is a a story about Patricia Highsmith when she was writing comics and hating it. mm. There's even a, a scene where she, like, Stan Lee tries to come on to her. But wow. also, she's going to, like, group <laughs> hey, therapy. She's going to group therapy with a bunch of women to cure her lesbianism, so that doesn't work. And, but the, the paneling and the layouts, like the art on this is gorgeous. So the artist. Hannah, Hannah, you know, Hannah Templer. Hannah Templer came up and, and she said, let's go lesbians, which I thought
0: was excellent. Yeah. And then
1: she uh, called out Fantagraphics for
0: the Woodruff book. She said, nobody has talked about yeah, you know the I can't controversy the next to last episode. Yeah, and, oh, and she said she said um I just want to point out that the Eisners have never officially responded, responded. Yeah, that was interesting. And then wow. she and also when then what was and she said I just want to shout out to all the people who feel that they're not heard and mm-hmm. not seen.
1: Because she said she said something along the lines of we all like if, if we all need to stand together. So I forget her yeah. exact words. She actually said violence
2: isn't the
0: answer, which I thought yes. was interesting because yes. I don't think there's been a silence around the issue, but she meant a silence of response. Yeah. Right. Yes. Well, it, it, listeners, I am still working on a big piece about this that oh, ties together a lot of things, and then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna write it after the Eisner's, and now I feel that was justified. I feel like um, that, she was almost, was almost the keynote. For and that. then, and then, but then the next, the final award also had a little political, was it about the strike? Now I'm forgetting mm-hmm. that, cause, cause there was kind of a, It was a big
1: night It was a big night So the final award was The Night Eater by Marjorie
0: Oh yes, yes, yes um, why was that controversial? Yeah, why? No, but there was somebody else. Someone did talk about the strike, just like, P. yeah, there yeah, was strike. Yeah, no, that the strike. There was right? It was kind have,
1: of a through line because, I mean, the actors who were up on stage were all like, like, you know, there was the voice actor who said, well, I can't, I can't do any voices. Oh, except for Lexis, We're not striking against Lexus, so he did a Lexus ad.
2: They did do a good job not mentioning anything they've worked on, which I feel like must be hard to do to bite your time. Yeah. That way. Yeah. I actually thought Zoe Thurig had an interesting political, it's like, socio-political moment talking about referring to how depressed and hard the pandemic had been because that's what uh-huh. our work yeah, was about. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. She yeah. made a mention to that that I found very moving which yeah. I think is probably She was very emotional. I was really yeah.
0: glad. She won the, the Russ Manning Award for mm-hmm. Best Newcomer and I was yeah. really happy to see her win um, Can I mean, we talk
1: uh, about Scott Dunbeer, too? Because that was oh, a you very touching
0: no, moment. Dunbeer. but yes, go and tell. That, yeah. oh, did I mispronounce his name? No, 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 no. Is it's he from Edo? No
1: no, um, no, no, no. So, so uh, one one of the things that happens every year, for those who don't know, is that the presenters get up and butcher all the names that are not Anglo-Saxon, and so that didn't. That's another thing that didn't happen this year. People practiced. Um, but there were like, when there Keith like Knight one. and Bob the Angry Flower Guy, whose name I don't know, got up and they said we were nervous, so we practiced. So they mispronounced all the publishers' names instead. Like yes, like losing my mind. <laughs> yeah, oblaze And he kills me. Oh,
2: I oh
1: I love, love it.
2: He
1: yeah, was really yeah. MC,
0: honestly. I know. Well, he used he to, to do MC. the ignatz Awards. Uh, were it. you there one one year? So I used to MC the Ignots Awards. Then after I did it like three years in a row, and so then Keith did it. And the first year, he was like, I, I'm going to do a shot of tequila with every oh winner. And by the end of the night, he was really <coughs> just, like, standing there, like, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so we key. still...
1: That's but that's team, key, man. you know. Anyway. But, um, but, 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 oh, hey, but, Also, oh, Scott. Let's go oh, back yeah, to Scott's idea. Yes. So uh, Parker, the Martini Edition, uh, won two awards. And then Scott also won the uh, Ross, Ross, no, the Humanitarian Award. The Bob Clampett yes. Humanitarian Award. And honestly, he was so heartfelt. Yes. I mean, he and Darwin Cook were close, and he was very emotional, and then he was very emotional. The reason he got the Clampett Award was because he edited an anthology about Ukraine, and he was Mm -hmm. very emotional about Ukraine. And you know, I thought it was wonderful to see, honestly, a man of his generation standing up there and gracefully expressing emotion not going overboard, but not hiding it either. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, and and Scott's a good guy. He's well-loved in the industry, and he does fabulous work. He deserves a lot of work. But
0: awards. I will say, so the reason why I said uh, Dunbeer is because one of the people who announced it didn't say his first name. They are just like, and here, and you know, Dunbeer? the winner is dunbeer and I was like, you know, you have won so many awards. You're like, you should be like, with you know, like the single name, you <laughs> know, like, like, like Ronaldo <laughs> or you know, the, okay. the soccer player. Go,
1: Scott dunbeer the share of comics, <laughs> yes, or maybe Elvis. Yes. So, no, though, dunbeer
0: then. just dunbeer, dunbeer, dunbeer. Point. Yes. Anyway, I'm yes. Yes. but Scott ha- has won so many awards, mm-hmm. and I just saw his wife, and I was like Amanda, and I was like, you know, what do you do with all the awards? she's like. Put them on a shelf. <laughs> oh, so uh, anyway, but you no, know, I thought it was it was a very pleasant and the after party, of course. I mean, that's what yeah, makes nice. the nervous. Yes. Nice. It's just like they everybody's there, and you just you right. know have only two it's minutes. Like a family reunion. It is like a family reunion. So, um, so Deb, you have to skip out a little earlier because you are the manga queen of the con. So mm-hmm. let's just start with you. What have you been doing? How is your con been? Oh
1: well, I went to the Junji cooking thing at the library. Thursday morning. That was a lot of fun. He's re- he's uh, of course very charming and but in a very kind of low key way. It's really funny because it's like you his, his work is really just incredibly horrifying and scary. Mm-hmm. But he's such a chill nice guy, and I think that's part of his charm and um, why everyone loves his work so much. Um, at the, we went to the reception on Thursday night and was all this original artwork. Mm-hmm. You know, like beautiful, beautiful. Um, or, I mean, original. Stunning, iconic pages from like Uzumaki and um, Soichi and all those, um, like just the best, the best of his
2: stuff.
0: I gasped when we walked in Mm. because, quite frankly, I don't think I've ever seen a single artist's work presented so beautifully at San Diego Comic Con. And, you know, this is one thing. Look, they have the museum and they put on some really great exhibits there. And, you know, that... I think what I'm talking about has become integrated into the museum, but it's not like, you know, you and I both talked about it, that this was kind of an Angoulême level exhibit, except that in Angoulême they have cards and they have, they have like. It's context. It's it, have context. And oh, and these were just
1: pages? These were just pages. Yeah. Like they didn't explain what the stories were, they didn't explain who he was. And admittedly, with Edo, I think it, it comes at you
2: pretty quick. Yeah, right? but
0: I—I I mean, in Angoulême and, and European comics festivals, when you walk into one of these exhibits, it's like a museum. They have the big wall with text on it and says, you know, the
1: videos and it's a, yeah. and they have a beautiful like
0: a monograph, and they're only up for like a week sometimes.
1: Oh, that's, that, like the Chainsaw Man exhibit was only up for a few days. But the, the ones in the museum are the, up for the, several yes,
0: months. Yes, yes. And those, obviously. And not. those are great. But
1: there are ones that are just... Well, like just... the Jinji Ito exhibit at AngloM was, you know, basically just an installation mm-hmm. for a little bit of time. And that's real, it's like, you know, like it's great to see his work up close because you can see the pen strokes, the white out, and the care that he puts into it. And then when I was, I was talking with him a little bit at the show and I said, ah, oh, you know, I love seeing your work up close because I love seeing your, your strokes and the hand of the artist. And I said, I, it's too bad you, you don't see that with your current work because it's all digital. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I miss drawing with pen and ink, too, but there's things called deadlines. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Even Junji Ito-sensei. He Ito. was very charming. Worried about his deadlines, yeah. But and he's also, the star of the show, for sure.
1: He is, he is. But, but also, Makoto Yukimura... Uh, the creator of Vinland Saga and Planetes, which I always mispronounce, was there. Planetes. And Kodansha has also a very nice, nice small exhibit of his original work at their booth. I mean, Kodansha's kind of funny because they will always focus their booth on one thing and do a really nice job of it. Like, they don't sell books, they don't have prizes and knickknacks. Well, they did have knickknacks, but, you know, so there's, so picture this, like, there's two walls of framed work by Makoto. Yukimura, and then there is a vitrine, and inside the vitrine is a book, two books actually, and it's the uh, it's the, the mock-up of there, the deluxe edition. Of the, edition the of deluxe the of edition, which is very simple, like it, it's just like a plain red cover with runes. It's very subtle. It's oh, very nice. subtle. With, with, yeah. with embossed uh, faux leather and so, all that stuff. like, talk about measuring it's it's about the, the work. It's, it's the size of uh, the Berserk deluxe edition. Yeah. So I, when when I posted the photo of that, and people were so excited. They're like, wow! I'm going to sell my my current editions because I just want this one, right? And then, but it's literally like, like if they said that what the what the MSRP is going to be is like fifty five dollars. Oh, that's a lot of comic. That's like a it's a a, I mean, like like an omnibus, yeah, yeah. So I mean, compendium. It's it's like the Walking Dead compendium. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like normal. Um. So yeah. What else? What else? Deb, what was how how were your panels or anyone anyone else? besides? Uh,
1: the manga publishing panel went really well. That was really nice. Um, was well, I guess what was the because I did a panel like this at Anime Expo and it was a different lineup of people. The thing that came up this year that was really interesting was people were talking about the om, the omnivore reader mm. that like the, this the cur- upcoming the current generation of manga readers aren't as uh, tied to the idea of all content must come from Japan. Mm. Oh. They're as open to stuff from Korea, they're open to other, you know, like there's more of a, vend- they overlap more with indies and um, other types of comics. And, and if you really think about it, come on, uh, just like most, most music is inspired by the blues. A lot of content is inspired by manga, whether you like it or not. Oh or of course. Oh, it's Perhaps all over. You yeah, yeah. You know what to look for. I mean it's interesting I yeah. actually made a point in that panel about who are the people who buy things like the Finland Saga Compendium. They are the same people. They're American comics readers. They're the mm-hmm. same people who buy the big fat treasuries of you know the Marvel treasuries and the Carl Barks. And
0: stuff you like know that. it was it was an interesting moment at the Ito um, exhibit because we went and we were among the first because we were like we got to get here we got to get here. Um, but busted in line. I'm sorry I just called job man uh, Jim Lee the publisher of DC. I mean he has 20 titles. But anyway he came and, and he he made a beeline. He to made G-G. a beeline, but they were like you know talking They're and laughing and making jokes together, yeah. and, you know, everybody was taking photos mm-hmm. because, because, and then I was actually asking some of the people like, about mm-hmm. it, and they were just like, you know, we just, you know, he loves to interact with American cartoonists, and you know, he loves, and I, I, I just I thought C. B. Stavolsky, yeah, elbow a couple PRs, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Marvel Well, <Marvel's laughs> and you know,
1: I mean, Marvel Marvel, after the mangaverse, debacle, has has always been, like, the last place you would ever expect to see any manga content, so in their, I was at the Diamond Luncheon yesterday, and they were you know, doing all their announcements. One of them is that they're taking Peach Momoko's work, which is American comics. Mm. It's Marvel Comics. She's done a couple of storylines for them. Isn't Devil's Rain or something? I forget yeah. what it's called. Anyway, they've already compiled these into several different formats of collected editions. Now they are doing a manga format edition in which they are taking Peach's work, which is like very delicate, watercolorish kind of work. And they're turning it into black and white, which that's I worked in publishing. That can be terrible, but it looks the, the shot they showed looks really good because mm. Peach actually worked on it to make it look so. Like they're taking tones. color comics and they're making color fake manga comics, and, and, it? and that's fake manga. They are doing a manga format edition. Mm-hmm. It's just black and like and white. because all, it's an I'll interesting choice. The manga, the <laughs> manga format, <laughs> is basically all it comes down to trim size, mm. trim size, and page count. Because manga, you get 200 pages of story for, you know, okay, it used to be 10 bucks, now it's 15. But still.
2: We should just mention also that Shuna's Journey won one of the eyes Yes, Shuna's um, Journey, the Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Oh, yes. We like, you know, speak of influence. Yeah. I got first second, Among the manga
1: people, that is a deeply controversial one.
2: Please tell. Why?
1: Because it's the okay i will say it because it's pictures and text
0: yeah it's not really manga it's It's not
1: strictly speaking a sequential narrative i see. it's It's a beautiful beautiful book it's a beautiful book i would not say that it should not win uh but but i mean i would have and i had the same comment to make about thomas woodruff's book although people argue with me it looks like pictures and text to me it does not look like a sequential narrative
0: but i i mean i will say this um, I think that format's valid for storytelling, and who am it I is. to tell Miyazaki not to tell a story and however they want? It's a, want. <laughs> it's right. it's
1: not not a good, good point, Heidi. have like... that thing that bugs me. It's not, it's not even that great of a story.
0: Isn't it his old, is, is, it, a, is it a student work, or just... No,
1: no, it's kind of a, it's a pre-Nausicaa kind of story. Yeah. The story is just not that good. Yeah, but people... It's beautifully drawn, but it's not that well, good. Well, you know,
0: there was one other win that I thought was a little controversial for me, was when, uh, and I, it was best teen book or something, and um, I have a phone to pick about that. No
2: and,
0: manga in the teen category? Well, what I
1: the
2: mean, hell? okay, well, no. you know, that's, we, that's should do, we, we should do, we should do a
0: whole Network. separate, oh, you know yeah. what, well, that's a whole separate, anyway, uh, I, I, I'm <laughs> gonna leave that, I'm gonna leave that comment. You, you will ask, you'll find out for yourself what that controversy was. um uh, I want to say what my highlight of the con was, and my hit tweet, obviously Deb's had a lot of hit tweets, <laughs> uh, but my hit tweet was um, yesterday morning at the, the Comets Pro has a retailer breakfast, and this is the pretty much the only business meeting at the whole con, which is kind of pathetic. There was probably like 50 people, maybe, maybe 50, 60 people there, but... Um, uh, and then the board of Comics Pro, which is the retailing organization, got up and talked about their deeds and their plans and everything. But uh, Katie Pride, who owns, well, what's the name of her? Pages and Pictures? Words with Pictures. Words with Pictures in Portland. Anyway. It won the Eisner Spirit of Retailing Award last, last, last year. year. Oh, wow. And she got up and said that they are working, They have, Comics Pro has a committee that's working on the metadata problem. Mm. And they have connected with BSAC, which is the, which is BISG. It is the organization. BISSA, say, book, something,
1: something. Yeah. Something. But anyway, it this is the organization the that makes
0: the subject categories yeah. for books by which they are cataloged in stores. Not for libraries, but in stores. And they are united and working to correct the metadata for comics. And I'm not, because we are a little pressed for time, I'm not going to do a big long explanation of what metadata is. But let me just tell you, Every person who gets it who saw this is so excited about this because this is a huge issue with all the distributors, all yes. the publishers have different kinds Retailers, of metadata and it makes everybody everybody. And so this is and huge then, news. Lisa, it's huge. You mean trade
2: editions for trade for trade stores. This is yeah, like, they but, get their basic when they get to
0: But trade. also right, but it's for comic shops as well. Uh. It's for any kind of ordering. And Random House has one system of numbering, Diamond has another, Lunar has a third. So this will standardize it and, mm. and enable so yeah. many things. And then this is the part that made my heart pound, is that Jen Haynes, the president of Comics Pro, said that this is also leading to them to be able to have sales charts. Ooh, and they are yes. working on sell-in charts Ooh. and eventually sell through. But it's two to three years away.
1: Yeah, wow. That'll go fast. I mean, that's what <laughs> the woman with the 10 year, 10 year anniversary. Yeah, I don't know. And and children,
0: the children grow each year. They're going to school, you wave, the sell through data is coming. All right. right. That's what happens when you break an anomaly though. We we
1: used to at least get the sell in data from Diamond and since Diamond was the only distributor, you knew what
0: it was. I have a big theory about this that I, I, we might have to do another follow up podcast, obviously. We have so much to talk about. So Meg, I have to, I do I'm sorry first timer. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah okay. you're crossing the equator right now so we're you know <laughs> getting get, get ready. <laughs> yeah get the, get okay but I have to say mm. the first day uh we had so a meetup, oh, This is so funny. So so I had a meetup for 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 my beat writers and invited folks to come, and, and Meg came, which was great. We were at the field and just hanging out. And then, as we were leaving, Meg pulled a cookie out of her purse. It was like, "Oh, does anybody want a cookie?" And we're all like, "No." And then she said, "Oh, I guess." And she put it on the table. And every single person said, "No, keep the cookie." I was like, "Put that cookie back in your bag, Meg
2: I mean, they gave me two cookies, but like that is what I ate. For dinner, I swear to God. Here's- <laughs> 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 at the they just look If you go, they will give you more cookies. Like every day, I've been like, oh, can I waste another cookie? And then I just keep the sad little cookie. It has some nuts in it. I was saying like, that's some omega three. It's like it's okay. Very <laughs> good for like, yeah.
1: that's Yeah. Like we're talking like. That moment when you get stuck in the car in the middle of the blizzard and you're like, well, thank God, I have a granola bar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, well, like that's else. what it feels like at the con. It's like, oh, my right. God. I, I have, We're like a, a donor, donor party. party. Yeah. But you know? I everyone hmm.
2: else planned better and have, you know, like... Karen Green told me she has like 45 granola bars in her room that she like parcels out every day like I just didn't I just I fail. I failed I failed terribly to do that and yeah I, like,
0: but I, you know it's 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 until you get here you think you, you just don't understand it's like oh I I'll just, no to, all I'll over just the place. go get something to eat yeah. and that's you know, it's just like, yeah. not how it is it's no. ironic
2: because Heidi mentioned that I have young children and I'm used to be, them being around and having to pack snacks and having right. to give them snacks and they're not here so I was like thank God I don't have to worry about snacks and I was like this is <laughs> terrible I'm <just> <laughs> starving I a headache
1: but, 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 this is but, where the mom skills come through, right? Because, like, I have Band-Aids, too, you know? Yeah.
0: but I mean, but, but I it, was, it, was, it was a classic moment where, where you were about to abandon the no. Rookie mistake. Rookie, Rookie mistake. mistake. But just, I'm to tell the story because I'm yeah. isn't. No, German. But, but just, was like, it was just like how everyone at the table was like, no! <laughs> You're
1: cooking! <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: so So, Meg, what other what other, what is your con bed like? Let's hear about your con. Oh my lord! Um, I'm gonna
2: have a bar now. <laughs> 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 it's been day. good. I mean, like this is a definite highlight. It's getting to be in this room with these very esteemed women in comics.
1: We've we even put out a breakfast buffet.
2: Yeah. I I cherries, know, we like bread and cheese a baguette on the little balcony. This is very beautiful. Sourdough home.
0: baguette. From, by by the way. It took us years to get this room with the bay face. This yeah. is the ultimate. Yeah, we finally achieved it. So. The North the North
1: Tower, the Marriott, yeah. balconies. Yeah.
2: Um, it's great. I'm definitely seeing people I haven't seen in years who mm-hmm. I've worked with a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm um, I've discovered a few things. We have we've buried the lead that Emma um, Ferris's new book has been announced. Oh yeah? yeah, So I got to talk to Jack Cohen about that, and it's um, going to be a fan of mm-hmm. It's Like getting some good, like. Dirt and background, deep background on things from people face to face is always really nice. Yeah, um, for there's
1: sure. nothing like talking to people face to face. and actually, like I was, at the, we were at the first second table at the Eisners. I had never met Sherry Melodo, their mm-hmm. publicity person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We email each other minimum of once okay. a week. You know, so it was like, oh, you know, here you yeah, are. That was now is what she looks like, yes. love to
2: see Mark, who I haven't seen in years. Oh, yes. You know, like, I've known Mark since very early in my career. Wow. I always think about Gina Galliano and I sitting on, like, a bench outside of the Flatiron Building, like, when we were both, like, oh. literally in oh. Young to publish in this organization in New York. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh. And then here we are. <laughs> it's really... So, you know, like, there's lots of, like, nice homecoming. But in terms of seeing new books, that's been really interesting. You know, I do wish... I don't know, like, so, a couple things I've noticed. Heidi and I have talked about this. The prose publishers' marketing at Comic-Con is interesting. Mm -hmm. I took some photos of that, since we were talking about that. Could be a trend Mm -hmm. piece in the future. Um, So that's been really interesting to me, to see how many, like, sci-fi romance publishers are are hawking their wares as this general fan convention um, material. Um, You know, it's a little hard to find the books still, even with this being the the Comic-Con, Comic-Con. I went to the IDW panel. That was interesting. Because you know they've had a big shakeup. I'll bet it was. But, yeah, so just trying to see how they're grounding themselves and like what they're what they're bringing out. They're doing a huge like 40th anniversary Little Ponies book, that I was kind of like, oh, that's cute. But they have a, the Top Shelf has a great list coming up. They do. Um, these are just random observations. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's what we yeah, do here. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, I do think it is like a comic con, like it's a, like many others. One thing I noticed that really shocked me is there's a lot less. T- to my eyes, there's less cosplay than New York Comic Con, and maybe that's going to happen today. Tuesday no, the, the re-
0: so the reason the masquerades yeah today. Masquerades the masquerade there will be more. However, the reason is it's so much harder to get in here, you know. because I see. So and people come come a lot for the media stuff for Hall age or uh-huh. they come to buy exclusives, and they're not cosplayers, so it's more diluted. Like people do come to cosplay. But it's if you're a cosplayer, it's just it's very hard to get into the show. Well, also so if, you,
1: if you can't, if you're flying in from New York, you can't really bring your hoop skirt. Yeah, but I mean, you know? they they bought
0: well, mm-hmm. they, they, know, the they're national. That's just how they have time. They're used to the that. They, they ship it or whatever. I but.
2: just always oh whoa. whoa, How to cosplay. Oh. Taking out time. I just I am not a cosplayer. And arguably I'm not, like, deep into any particular fandom, but I love to see the cosplayers. I love, I love the, the creativity. I yes. the creativity. Yeah. Exactly. And totally. just, like, there's, like, a thrill when you see someone so fully committed to their yes identity and craft. And, um... Shout out to the sweet. woman who
1: was dressed like a, a box of popcorn. Like, wearing red and white stripes mm-hmm. and had popcorn, giant Orr. popcorn on her shoulders. And then... Wearing a hat with a couple of AMC passes in it. That's cool.
0: There was a silver alien dude who had just really covered himself right, in yeah. silver paint, and he just looked incredible. I so. saw
2: like a, um avatar, no, sorry, I'm going to forget, some kind of creature alien guy, and they, he mm. definitely had like, used, he'd sculpted his nose and ears, it was seamless, and like mm. completely fully painted, super cute up cosplay with the house and some of the balloons and a little kid. Um anyways, I know that's like Calvin always says no, I don't wanna quote Calvin. Every time I say it, Remember what he says, he's like I don't remember saying that. Okay. But um <laughs> <laughs> But he he said something to me once about how you don't take pictures of place like, you know, we're here for the books, you know, like but I was like, I don't know, it's really that's what makes us different. Yeah, actually like, I take pictures WP, of you know, or something. Yeah. It's like right. what's it's what's happening? And you know, and like my friends from the like from the straight world of literary publishing, are like that's what they're curious about because that doesn't happen at other yeah. literary but, conventions I go to. Are,
1: well, um, here's the other thing. Sorry, I'm, I'm, oh. I just want to jump in and make this point because to us as journalists, it's important. Cosplay is a good unfiltered look at what people are really reading yes, and enjoying. Absolutely. It's not. It's different and from what attached the, to. You. Yes. So one of the things I noticed at New York Anime Fest last year was. A lot of, uh, Chinese fandom, like Danmei, mm-hmm. you know, and we just had, it, 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 they do the top 20, uh, book scan. We had our first Manhua in the book scan top 20 this past month at ICD2. Mm. And, you know, clearly, uh, Chinese, Chinese comics are up and coming. The Danmei, which is their version of Boys Left, I mean, and, and again here too, I saw some really exquisite Chinese costumes. So that's like a growing trend that really first, Genshin Impact. Well, that was like Heidi a, always points out the so Genshin impact. Cat surface when uh, the manga buyer from uh, Barnes and Noble. We had a nice little chat the other day. Uh huh. She was saying that one of the things that she did was she made um book uh, shelf talkers. Uh huh. For what that said, dame, Uh huh. That said, man Man-Han, You know, said yeah. light novels. And you know, as you know now, the light novels is its own section, mm-hmm. and the dame is its own section. And mm-hmm. her, I think someone she someone told her. Do we have books for these categories?
0: And she said, just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have one observation because I, I know we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. We all have a million things to do. So I guess we're just gonna have to have a part two, but um I am a little we all agree this is comics con. You know, yes. like comics mm-hmm. are are, are full bore, and it, if you walk around, you do see activations, you do see the wraps on the buildings, you see the trolley takeover, so, you know, the marketing spend was there, mm-hmm. the student, you know, there's a huge Adult Swim, huge Hulu, um, you know, FX, uh, there are some incredible installations, just not as many as before, so it's obvious the marketing spend was there, however, I googled the news, you know, San Diego Comic Con to see, because normally it would be, you know, Chris Evans burped, or... You know, and yeah. you know that's whatever happened in Hall H. Every headline, uh-huh. there's no headlines about this. Like, what is it? And the headlines are, there's nothing going on in Hall H. And I feel like the comics publishers were not able to pivot fast enough to take advantage of this news. Right. This news cycle. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. to be to be fair, what was it like? Two weeks. It was two weeks. Yeah. But I mean, we kind of, kind of. The well, writer's Guild strike was no. Yeah. What do
2: you mean exactly, like in like nuts and bolts? They right. have sent out press releases that said, since the celebrities aren't here, here's the 15 books that are going to create a buzz. Like, Do you think they
0: needed to just be more targeted? I think they needed to drop some big bombshell news that so excited people. There's something they're holding on yeah. to. Wow. That's interesting. What do you think, Deb? Mm-hmm reading a book. Yeah, she's reading a book.
2: So oh. we did reveal uh last volume of... Oh,
1: that's true. Oh, yeah. Incredibly. Volume 9 of the 9-volume series is going to happen. That is a I huge dude. It is a huge dude. I have got huge to, use to use interview because him. Because yeah. It's been like it 10 was years. was
2: amazing. I was He's so awesome. delighted. He's just very, very... He's a great very, interviewer. He's a very good speaker. Yeah. He's very practiced. Yes. Really like has that lovely ability to be... Light and chatty, and then go very deep and like topics. To talk oh, he's debating. amazing! He's um, amazing, and that was like, yeah. packed. And then we saw images, you know. Of, mm-hmm. at Last amulet it was really. How
0: deep, long yeah. ago did he start amulet? Uh,
2: Fifteen years. So, so the kids are already?
0: all grown up now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When well, you think all, about that, yeah, there's, there's like children, children. There's <laughs> more children, children. More
1: there's Like the same way that I gave my kids the Madeline books, you know, because I'm really old. The Amulet fans are going to be giving their kids the Amulet books. Mm, I think exactly. that he's created a lasting franchise. It. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He's excited been hard.
2: about Talk about his next, and he did say he's this is a little new? bit of uh, news um, that he is writing a screenplay, live action, working oh, with a new team. Wow. And he could not say the details of when it released or what it was, but he was very firm that it's happening and that he's involved in a new way. And, and he said part of the reason that he had waited. Uh, or t- taken longer the books, I think there's probably mm-hmm. other reasons, yeah. was that he was trying to negotiate the kind of deal that would make the film right. Yeah. So that was really interesting to hear.
0: Yeah, for sure. You so, know, I do all right. think. Alright, I know. So you guys, uh, we, we gotta wrap up, so, cause, uh, people have gotta zip out of here. So, um, yeah, and just a final round of thoughts, uh, final round.
1: Best Comic Con ever.
0: Hmm. Uh, You guys go.
2: (laughs) Thank you, San Diego, for being so welcoming. It's been really nice to see people for the first time or for the 100th time, but not for a while.
1: I'm having a great time. I mean, granted, you know, I I skipped the Eisner in favor of drinking beer with (laughs) Because San Diego is actually an amazing place for craft beer. So Mm. that's one thing I discovered last night. It's like why Ed is always willing to on my manga publisher panel here. Uh It's an excuse for him to come down and drink a lot of beer. (laughs) Oh, there you go.
0: Yeah, I would concur. Uh, You know, there's been some hiccups in my uh, travels, but overall, having a great time. But I'm just on an observational thing. I think this is a very transitional con. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that people are really having a lot of conversations here that are planting the seeds. And uh, when those sell-through charts come in a few years, we're going to see a whole different vista. That's my prediction. So a lot is... It's a very transitional moment right now, so it is what we make it, I think. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, we are... Four Four Women women in a Hotel room. Room! And there will be more to come.